You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you catch your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. It's 5.09, almost 5.10 here in the studio, 79 degrees with some sun and clouds outside. So it's cloudy now. It looks some rain coming through our area. Uh, it's time for Do I Have a Case with Frank Andrews. We'll be back with the show in just a few minutes. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you very much, Rob. Nice to have you join us, folks. And the question is, do I have a case? And the man with the answers is attorney Keith Figured. Keith, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Frank. Uh, hello, Rob. As I say, always a pleasure to be here. Looking forward to the questions today. Well, we got lots of questions, and the first one is about uh, teacher. Here we go. I work for a public school district as a school teacher in Pennsylvania. My question is, can I sue my employer for violations of my First Amendment rights if they fire me for making political comments on social media during my own personal time? Interesting question. Interesting and very complex. Um, so let me see. I could do my best here. The uh, the National Labor Relations Act uh, protects employees' conversations about their working conditions, but only as long as those conversations occur at the right time, in the right place, and in the right manner. For example, among other limits, the NLRA. Uh, protects only those conversations or meetings that occur during non-work time. And the Trump NLRB has recently held that the NLRA does not protect employees' use of their work-issued email addresses. Likewise, some states and localities forbid employers from retaliating against employees for their political views. But each of those laws has serious limitations and coverage and enforcement or both. Uh, worse, employers sometimes challenge even limited protections for workers' expression on the grounds that those protections violate the employee own rights under the First Amendment. Now, several states protect employees from discriminating based on specific uh, political activities, such as voting or affiliating with a political party. Some of those statutes are relatively recent vintage, but others date uh, either to the 1700s or to the Reconstruction when they were passed in recognition of the likelihood that employers, employers would use their uh, control over workers' livelihood to coerce their votes against anti-slavery Republicans. Um, a few other states, however, have statutory protections for political activities or political opinions. In addition to laws specifically protecting employees from retaliation based on their political activities, a handful of states have broader protections for employees out of work lawful activities that that could encompass politics but even in those states employees real world protection is limited because of the combination of statutory exceptions and narrow interpretations by the court in the united states including pennsylvania public school teachers have first amendment rights to free speech which protect their expression of political political views and opinions. However, these rights are not absolute and can be subject to certain limitations and restrictions. When it comes to social media and off-duty conduct, courts have generally recognized that public employees have some degree of First Amendment protection for their personal expression, including social media posts made outside of work hours. However, there are several factors that could affect the outcome of the case. First is public concern. If your social media posts relate to a matter of public concern, such as political
political issue, it may be more likely to receive First Amendment protection. Employers' interests. Courts will also consider the employee's interest in maintaining a protective or a productive work environment, avoiding disruption, or protecting the school's reputation. Nexus with the employment. If your posts directly relate to your job or create a potential disruption in the workplace, the employer may argue that the speech is not protected. And then, of course, you have school policies. Your employer may have policies regarding social media usage, guidelines for employee conduct, which you should familiarize yourself with to understand the potential consequences of your actions. And as I always say, it's important to consult with an employment lawyer who specializes in First Amendment employment law issues to, uh, to assess the specific details of your situation. They can provide guidance based on relevant laws, court precedent, and any specific policies in your school district. They can help you evaluate the strengths of your case and determine whether or not uh, legal action is, a pr- is an appropriate course of action. All right. Now, the next question comes in from uh, Luzerne County, and the question is, I was assaulted by a police officer in Pennsylvania and charged with crimes that I did not commit. Can I sue the officer and the city for malicious prosecution and excessive force? Are there any other claims I can make against the officer or the city? So generally speaking, police are immune from various types of claims. This means that you cannot sue the police department in many situations. For example, if you are injured in a car accident while riding in a police cruiser, you likely cannot sue the police department, even if the driver caused the accident through their own negative negligence. However, under federal law, you can sue police if they have violated your civil rights, and that's different here. Referred to as section as a Section 1983 claim, um, under that provision, it gives you the right to bring a civil claim against any government entity that has deprived you of your rights, privileges, or immunities afforded by the United States Constitution or federal law. Under Section 1983, you can sue the police department in Pennsylvania if they have deprived you of your rights. If successful, you will be awarded monetary damages to compensate you for your harm. If you believe you have been assaulted by a police officer and charged with crimes you did not commit, you may have grounds to pursue legal action. However, it's important that you consult with a qualified attorney who specializes in civil rights or personal injury law to get advice tailored to your specific situation. They can evaluate the facts and circumstances of your case and provide you with accurate legal uh, guidance. Regarding your potential claims, two common claims in cases involving police misconduct are malicious prosecution and excessive force. So malicious prosecution refers to a situation where someone initiates criminal prosecution against another person without probable cause, with malicious intent, and with a wrongful motive. If you can demonstrate that the charges against you were baseless and that the officer knowingly and maliciously pursued those charges, you may have a claim for malicious prosecution. Excessive force refers to the use of more force than reasonable necessary by a law enforcement officer during an arrest or other interactions with individuals. If you can provide evidence that the officer used excessive force against you during the incident, you may have a claim for excessive force. Necessary force is determined by what a reasonable person would consider necessary under the same circumstances and with the police officer's knowledge. For example, shooting an armed suspect who is threatening someone may be deemed reasonable force while beating an unarmed and cooperative subject would not. You can also sue the police if you have been a victim of false arrest. A false arrest is a violation of your Fourth Amendment right to be free from unreasonable search and seizure. The police commit a false arrest if they arrest someone without authority or outside the scope of their powers. For example, arresting someone without an arrest warrant and for the sole purpose of harassment would be a false arrest. Claims like these 
as you can see, are pretty complex, and the success of your case will depend on various factors, such as the availability of evidence, witness testimony, and applicable laws. And as always, it's crucial to consult with an attorney who can provide you with personalized advice based on your specific situation. And speaking of qualified attorney, how do people get in touch with you, sir, if they need more information? They can contact me directly at 570-954-9299. They can send me inquiries through email at Keith at figuredlaw.com, and they can get more information, and there's also a way to contact me through my website, and that's figuredlaw.com. All right. Now, next week, we have an interesting question that someone pulled from your website as well, and it's about Pennsylvania Act 632-534. So we have some interesting questions that are coming up, and Keith, you have a good weekend. You as well, Frank, and you too, Rob, and uh, I look forward to next week's question. All right, and if you have a question, send it to me, Frank Andrews, WILKNewsRadio.com. Frank Andrews at WILKNewsRadio.com. Let's get back to Rob. I appreciate it. Great work there, Frank and Keith. Uh, we have another benefit ride. I got a text message in before we go to break. Uh, Rob, if you could plug another benefit ride for Sunday, Wyoming Valley Motorcycle Club Bikes for Tykes. All proceeds go to buying children's bicycles for less fortunate kids. Starts at the Gateway Lounge at 11 o'clock. And again, that's Sunday. The Wyoming Valley Motorcycle Club Bikes for Tykes. All proceeds going to help on less fortunate children. That's the getaway lounge. Yep, the Getaway Lounge at 11 o'clock. So that's put out there now. Uh, again, support support your organizations that are out there looking to do good in our communities because, you know, unlike these uh, non-government organizations who have CEOs, presidents, vice presidents, directors, assistant directors, managing directors, all making 50000 plus, you know, that's the bottom line, you know, to the CEOs who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, the organizations like uh, Bikes for Tykes from the Wyoming Valley Motorcycle Club, the the one we talked this morning, they they get the money and it goes directly to the cause. There's no overhead. There's no anything like that. It's going to help the people in your community. So that's where I would prefer to put my dollars, and that's where I recommend you guys put your dollars when it comes to things like that. Um, don't tell me what to do. You like you like my hat, Niggy? Made you look. I have a I have a red baseball hat on that has the writing the same writing of make america great again but instead of saying make america great again it's a red hat that says made you look just want to make people get upset yeah. and you'd be amazed of the people who you could see see it and they want and then they read it and they're like oh, okay you could see that change in demeanor no they still think you're an idiot but, don't you well worry. because i tricked them now now they're yeah, like now they're well why like, would you uh, wear that if you didn't want to be a wise guy <laughs> well can't you because I want because I want to be a wise guy. I try to make you smile. Can't you smile? Yeah, <laughs> it's not my problem. You're here an uptight, uptight, uptight tightwad. <laughs> it made me laugh. Yeah, that's, that's that's the point of it. There that's the point of it. And if you want to see the hat, you can see it on social media. I posted a picture of me in my office wearing it today because I made you look. It's as simple as that. It's uh, five twenty here at WIK. Are you still looking at the traffic there or no, updating? Good. You're good. I'm trying to multitask. Oh. Which I'm terrible at anymore. I get, did I mention I have days coming off? Yes. All right. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. There is a wreck on River Road between the A Street Bridge and Market Street, Jenkins Township area. You might want to just completely avoid River Road 
between Plains and Pittston because that is all jammed up and it's easy to avoid that area unless you live there. Uh, we also have that jam on 81 because of the construction that never seems to end between Lennox and the Waverly exit, both directions. They're barely moving, crawling. Other than that, though, on 81, there are no reports of any accidents. It does seem like smooth sailing from Waverly all the way to Hazleton in both directions. 80, 84, 380, uh, and 476, the PH Hernpike seem to be problem-free. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, cloudy, low 66. Saturday, partly sunny with a few spotty showers, high 82. Sunday, mix of sun and clouds, a little breezy at times, and less humid, high 76. It's currently 79 degrees and cloudy outside at 521, 522 at your official weather station, WILK News Radio. Here with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 525 here at the station, 79 degrees and cloudy. Hopefully, your week is done. You're starting to enjoy your weekend a little early, doing whatever you do to relax and rewind, unwind, whatever it is. Uh, this next story. Kind of has me a little mind boggled here, especially in the situation places are in about finding, you know, police officers to do that job. But uh, an Illinois police officer who stole a $15 shirt from a JCPenney in 2008 has been decertified by the state and barred from working as a police officer anywhere in the country. Now, mind you, this person's been a police officer for over 10 years. She was at an event, and this is Illinois. She was at an event speaking about turning your lives around, doing the right thing, you know, being a law-abiding citizen and, and, and such like that. And she mentioned this mistake that she made long before she was a police officer, that she once stole a $14.99 shirt from the mall at a JCPenney, and she was arrested and the charges were eventually dropped, but that scared her enough to turn her life around and do whatever she needed to do. Now, mind you, the charges were dropped. She was not prosecuted. Well, while she was talking in this event, she told the story, and I guess someone noticed because the board certification arm, the Illinois Law Enforcement Training and Standards Board, decertified her for her 2008 incident. Now, this is recently. Her 2008 incident stating that she misled the certification board by saying she's never been arrested. Now, it's easily to... If you weren't convicted, if the charges were dropped, you you really weren't arrested. It was never seen through. But I guess the wording is, have you ever been arrested, not convicted... And they're splitting hairs there. But here's someone who's been, from all extent here, uh, a very solid police officer in the Riverside Police Department. She also worked for the Cicero Police Department before that. And now she was at the Riverside Police Department for something that she did when she was 23 years old in 2008. Now, even, even the people who work for her county are saying that they really need to do something different here. Um, 
you know, yes, she made a mistake in 2008, but what has she done since that date is more important part. Over the last 15 years, Zena has worked tirelessly to better herself. She's gone on to school and studied criminal justice, got a college degree, and became a law enforcement officer. State Representative LaShawn Ford and the River Valley Village Board have asked the state officials to reverse their decision. So what's your thoughts on that? Ramos is no longer working as a police officer, but she was reassigned to another job in the village of Riverside while this goes through its, its issues. The incident happened because of a $14.99 situation at the mall at JCPenney, believed where she received a misdemeanor, but charges were later dropped. Again, here's someone who for, what, 15 years, it said, has has been a, a stand-up police officer, um, was trying to help her community by telling this personal story, saying how she turned her life around. And because of that, they turn around and they said, well, if you were arrested, you weren't authorized to be a police officer to begin with. You were disqualified yourself if you would have disclosed that 15 years ago. But now that we know about it 15 years later, you know, we're going to decertify you and, and prevent you from working in law enforcement ever again. You know, I'm all for holding up standards. I'm all for doing things. But in, in, in this day and age where this same state is, has a criminal justice revolving door, is lowering standards for hiring police officers, firemen and stuff to allow misdemeanor arrests simply because that wasn't the case 15 years ago or 20, um, in 2008 when this officer you know, was 23 years old. Is that something, is that, is that the mountain you want to stick your flag in, is, is what I'm saying. And again, if there's standards, there's standards. Let's enforce them across the board. Let's go through all you know, city employees and, and such like that in this area in Chicago, in, in a Chicago, Illinois suburb. But for the state Illinois Law Enforcement Training and Standards Board to decertify this officer for something that happened in 2008 that she wasn't even prosecuted for. Again, this day and age, it's kind of a, it's kind of like, uh, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing here? So, uh, What's your opinion on it? I mean, where would you stand? Are you the hard line that says, nope, you know, she she wasn't eligible to be police officer. She told the truth, you know, in 2000 and after 2008, the incident happened in 2008. She's been a police officer for 15 years. But after this incident happened, she went on to college, got a college degree, has been a law enforcement officer for at least over a decade, tells this story to help others change their life around and basically pays the price for it. Thankfully, uh, her village, her her town, is uh, surrounding her with support, and she's working in another position there. Which you know what? If it's a comparable in pay, I'd say stick with it. Why would you want to do that other job anymore? Why, why with with a with a state state and area like this in Illinois, you know where they don't support their law enforcement at all? Why would you want to put your risk put yourself out there and risk them? I mean, as we saw it in New York City just this just yesterday, there was a buy and bust operation. Uh, individual bought drugs from undercovers. He attempted to flee on a on a motorcycle scooter on the sidewalk, almost hitting people. And an undercover sergeant threw a cooler, struck the individual. He ended up hitting, crashing, and uh, 
killing himself. And they have now suspended the police sergeant. You have a fleeing felon. The individual was riding an illegal motorcycle on a sidewalk, endangering pedestrians, and the undercover, plainclothes sergeant just threw a cooler. Now, was the cooler to stop him, knock him off? I'm, I'm sure it wasn't. There was no intent to kill the individual or have him crash and die. They wanted to crack, capture the individual and stop him from riding the motorcycle on the sidewalk. But I look at it, I'm like, why, why'd you do anything? Let him go. Let him go. Because now you're in the situation you're in. If you just would have said, oh, he got away. We have his information. Hopefully we can identify him another time. Hopefully we can catch him and he doesn't take off in a car and kill other people. Um, multiple arrests, selling drugs on the streets in New York, sells to an undercover, and tries to resist arrest and flee. Those are the things that are going on in these cities and towns all over here in our area as well. It's 532 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 5, uh, 548 here at the station, 79 degrees and mostly cloudy. Looking to button some things up here. Let me see what we have on the phone. We have uh, L from Wayne County on Carbon County story about manure. Oh, this has got to be good for a Friday afternoon, Al. I know. I, I was going to call earlier and talk talk on Nikki's show about it, but um, she was talking about different pizza places, and I thought I'd better not. <laughs> but now it's near the supper hour, so that's not good either. But there's 12 farmers in Carbon County that are using sludge as fertilizer. And if you don't know what that is, that's human waste. Mm -hmm. Now, a few years ago, I heard about this in Wayne County and I, somebody brought it up to me. I said, you're not allowed to do that. I said, that's not allowed. And they said, well, it's on the internet and people are doing it. And I said, oh my God, this is insane. And then when Frank was on, he was saying how New York releases raw sewage into the waterways. And I think, I don't know if it's the Susquehanna it gets released to or what water, what waterway he said. I can't recall now. But they do that a couple times a year. And I called in and said that we should be charging New York for doing that because they're just throwing the raw sewage in. They're not, they're not cleaning it in any way. And some people drink the Susquehanna, I was told. So, you know, I brought that up, that if, if they're going to continue to do that, we should be charging New York for doing it, you know? So so now my question is, now they said on the news, it was on the local news two nights in a row about the, these 12 farmers that are doing it in Carbon County. And I don't think it should be allowed because, number one, if you want, if you don't want to pay for your fertilizer, you go get a, a cow. I grew up on a farm. We used cow manure, and that was excellent for growing crops. But human waste, no way, because people take drugs. They take medications. They have HIV, some people, and I don't think it should be allowed. And it said right on the news that it is legal in Pennsylvania. So my question is, how many states are doing this and allowing it, and what are the states that are allowing it? Because I don't think it should be allowed. I think this is a health issue, and it should not be allowed. I'm looking it up now. I can't find any. I believe it's allowed. 
um, here in Pennsylvania. That's what they said on the news. It's allowed, but yeah. I don't think it should be. Even the people they interviewed on the on the TV station said, what's going to happen 20, 30 years down the road when my grandkids are deathly ill because of this happening? You know, I, I don't think it should be allowed. I mean, all they have to do, if they don't want to pay the high prices of fertilizer, all they need to do is go buy a cow and use the cow's waste. Because it was excellent because cow, the cow eats so much grass and hay and everything that that's why it's so good for the ground and to grow the crop. But human waste, no way. Yeah, not, it should not be going on. Not not my skill set, Ella, and not my preference to, that, that I would use on my property. But I uh, appreciate the information. And people who uh, are near there, you know, it appears to be legal. I was looking up where it was uh, put through the EPA, you know, as far back as 2018. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it wouldn't be my preferred. I, I live next to farmers, Black Angus farmers, who fertilize all the time. And it's mostly with the Black Angus waste, so not human right. waste. So, uh, right. But Yeah, but the thing is, there's so many people that have their own phone farm stands. I mean, how are you going to know if you're buying from people that are using this? And you don't want to be. You know what I'm saying? I don't think this should be allowed at all. And I think I think everybody needs to get on board with this and and have some kind of petition or a bill written up that it's not it should not be allowed. Well, as far as everything that's going on today, is this really high up on the totem pole to where that's one of the priorities? I mean, if 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 you're living next to one, I could see the 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 issue. I understand your concerns, but I mean, as far as my radar is concerned. That's not really one of my top 20 uh, that that would come to my bingo card as far as uh, yeah. worrying about farm stands that use uh, human waste as uh, fertilizer. Yeah, the thing is, you don't know when you're buying the stuff in the store. You're not you're not going to know if somebody's using it. This is my 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 point that no, I'm no, trying I, to get. I, I, to. I, hear, I hear you. I hear you. It's just, uh, you know, it's it's out there now and the news is covering it. You talked about it and, um, you know, people can make their own decisions about it. Okay, thank you. I appreciate you. it all. Thank you. Oh, and one more thing, okay? Yeah, okay. Uh, she, she, sheets, starting, I think they said today, Sheets is going to run a special on gas again, two ninety nine a gallon, a gallon at their Sheets stores again, and I think they said it's going to go until August 31st. Yeah, it's going to be that lower call- grade of gasoline that uh, they say is okay to use in cars that were made after 2021, but it's uh, I, I, I'm, it's not something I'd put in my cars. Oh, okay. It's, well, a, it's a, a lower grade of gasoline. It's not regular gas that you would normally oh, put on your car. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. And they said it to call your local sheets to see if they're going to if they're going to allow the two ninety nine. Yep. Yeah, I saw it as well. And uh, you know, if you have a car that takes that type of fuel, or you're willing to put it in, it's it's a good deal. But it's not something I'd put in my car personally. And not recommending that. That you know, I, I recommend people do what they want to do with their vehicles. But it's not something I'd put in a car. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll All right. Have, have a great, great weekend. weekend. You too. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Um, before we go and wrap up the show, did, did anyone hear this? I just saw this come up, and this was posted today at 5.17 p.m. A Chicago teacher who threatened to kill Donald Trump and Barron Trump stalked the former first son at his high school. A former Chicago social studies teacher was arrested for threatening to shoot the former president, Donald Trump, and his son, Barron, straight in the face, was allegedly also stalking the 17-year-old at his Florida high school. Tracy Marie Ferenza, 
41, traveled to West Palm Beach in March and started asking questions about the former first son outside of the elite academy that he attends. Security guard who spotted her at the school called 911, telling police officers she was a known stalker of a high-profile student. When deputies arrived at the scene, she claimed she was just trying to speak to the school's headmaster because uh, had conducted her own investigation into whether Baron Trump was at the school. The teacher was ultimately let off with a warning and was asked to leave the school's premises. A few hours later, though, Secret Service agents found her at a nearby gas station, drove her back to her hotel. She had previously uh, harassed people at the school and in May uh, emailed the school headmaster saying that I will, I, I will state that this is a quote, I will state that I will shoot Donald Trump and Barron Trump straight in the face at any opportunity I get. She followed that up with a second email on June 5th saying she would slam a bullet into Barron's head with his father in self-defense, according to the affidavit submitted by the Secret Service. The Secret Service at that point had called her in to their office, in their Chicago field office, and she has been arrested and is uh, being held pending extradition to Florida, where she made the threats there. Um, Again, this is just coming out in the news now. I don't know when this became available, but... You know, it's something that you would think they would take a little more seriously and not just say, yeah, you know, former first son here. He's a high school kid. He's 17 years old. You threatened to put a bullet in his head. We're just going to give you a warning and let you go. I mean, the Secret Service will deal with that at another time. Uh, another one of those shake your head moments where you have a justice system that's not so equal, I, I, I assume. Uh, hopefully we hear more about this and, and what happens with it. But it's it's not something you've I've seen on the news anywhere. You know, if I don't search for these things, you don't find them. And I bring them to you guys so you know about them. It's 556 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show this week. Hope you guys have a great week. And remember, Navy plays Notre Dame tomorrow in football on that weekday zero games make sure you follow it it'll be a great game i believe it's at three tomorrow from dublin live uh it was a great show today i appreciate all you guys input hopefully uh you recharge your batteries this weekend i'm looking to i'm going to try and pack two or three days worth of work into one day tomorrow but hopefully i'll get it done and if not it'll just have to wait till the next day because that's the way it goes Again, this Friday, August 25th, I appreciate you guys' input. God bless, be safe, and we'll do it again next week.